and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and welcome to Holy Week, where we'll walk in Jesus' steps to the cross to understand what he and his disciples lived through in Jesus' last days as a human on earth. If you're new to the podcast, you can listen to my personal testimony in the first three episodes. I pray that as you hear this message today, it will encourage you to read the Gospels, the good news of Jesus' true salvation, your one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven. So please tap the subscribe button and also share this with your friends. I'm sure there's someone in your life who could use a little spiritual renewal. We all can. The episode will begin after this short message. So, um, after the triumphal entry, in um, some, sometimes it has it the next day, sometimes it has it the same day, um, depends on which gospel you read, but both Matthew and Mark um, write about Jesus cursing the fig tree. Now, why would Jesus curse a fig tree? I mean, the fig tree didn't do anything. The only thing the fig tree didn't do was have fruit. <laughs> So here's the here's the passage. We're in Matthew chapter 21, verses 18 through 22. In the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry, and he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything. And if you have faith, you will receive it. Mark, who, if you remember from a couple of podcasts ago, what I um, I explained who wrote the gospel. So Mark is actually relaying Peter's witness. So uh, over in Mark chapter 11, verses 12 to 14, we read in verse 12, the next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find it. He could find any figs, but there were only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. Then we go down to verse 20. And the next morning as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed has withered and died. Then Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown to the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it, it will happen, and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Now, I've done several podcasts on prayer and praying in Jesus' name, and so you can, you can go back through my archives and, um, and, and find those. So I won't get into this whole faith thing right here, but, um, but he really doesn't explain 
why that fig tree and why he cursed it. But in in several different studies that um, that I've read, and they explain that the fig tree in the Bible represents or symbolizes Israel. And from a distance, it looked good because the the figs usually hang underneath the leaves, so you have to you know move the leaves to look for the figs. But close up, there was no fruit. So the whole idea being that um, <clears throat> here Jesus came to to teach Israel um, and um, and the Jewish people how to live and how to produce fruit, but they ignored him. They didn't believe him. They did. They um, you know, in the end, most of them refused to follow him. So. This then leads us um, to Jesus grieving and praying over Jerusalem. So we're in Matthew 23, verse 37 to 39. And Jesus basically is sad because he, you know, he had a purpose to come to, to, you know, to be born and come into this earth to save the world from sin. And here, you know, people reject him. So here he grieves over Jerusalem, saying, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. So now look, your house is abandoned and desolate. For I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say, Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And oops, I lost another one. Hold on. Um, well, um, in Matthew twenty-four, and we're gonna, and I'm gonna get a little bit more in depth um, in a couple of days with the end time predictions here. But in the beginning of Matthew twenty-four, uh, Jesus also exp- um, um, talks about the temple. As Jesus was living the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth, they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives and his disciples came to him privately and said, tell us when all this will happen. What sign will signal your return in the end of the world? Now, we will get to that um, in another podcast. Um, But I also want to go to... Uh, Luke 19, verses 41 to 44. And here Jesus also weeps for Jerusalem. Um, But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. But now it is too late and peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not recognize it when God visited you. Oh, well, you'd think that they'd get the message, but people are stubborn. This actually came true, this prophecy. 
It came true in 70 AD when Rome destroyed the temple and the city of Jerusalem. And at that point, all of the Jews basically scattered all over the place. Um, he predicted it. He, he, he said what was going on. You know, all they had to do was believe in him, but, they, but people didn't. So what's our lesson here? Our lesson is to believe in Jesus, to repent of our sins, to be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. And that gives us an assurance of a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven. So what do you have to do? You have to pray this prayer humbly and wholeheartedly to invite Jesus into your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. Please forgive me right now. I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and life to you. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. The links are in the show website. There too, you'll find links to my two favorite free Bible study apps, YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be.